Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 253 with our review of Don John. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I, and this week, Stephen Miller, are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, uh, or in this episode, we are going to be reviewing Don John, as we said. Top of the show. Uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Or this morning, I should say. <laughs> doing great tonight, yeah. I, yes. It's been a long night. I mean, nobody knows needs to know like what when we're recording. I mean, it's not No, funny. no. Yeah, so, yeah. Of course, then again, I'm the one that uh, broke that illusion, so I don't know why I'm <laughs> telling you guys. <sighs> yeah, we would have gone with it. Yeah. It's good to know. But, uh, I mean, going with it is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. It's a uh, morning here. A little sick, so if I start hacking into the microphone, then uh, please. I mean, edit that out so people don't have to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna It'll probably it. happen. I'm going to edit it all out, but then put it all back in at one moment in time. So all, uh, all of your coughs through the entire episode will appear all at once. I'm currently double fisting black coffee and Dayquil, so we're going we're gonna to see what happens. Very that's, nice. sexy. that's sexy right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you don't mix that up and like accidentally do the Nightquil and just partway through the episode you just trail off and we're just like, well, I guess he doesn't have any more opinions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a new cocktail. I call it the... Uh, the, the wake-up call. Oh, okay. Very nice. I think you should add some Adderall in there, too. <laughs> what about you, Carson? How you doing? I am so hard right now because I'm ready to talk about this movie. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, this is... This is, I mean, I think everybody knows by now, if they've been listening at all, that uh, the three of us are very fond of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Yes. One more than the other. Others. Wait, wait, which I'm, one's I'm, looking at, I'm looking at you, sir. <laughs> did, and by looking hear, at you, <laughs> did you hear I mean his speaking eye? toward you in the microphone. <laughs> yes. What was that, Stephen? So did you hear his uh, Colbert Report uh, interview a couple days ago? I did not. Uh, so, so there was a great line where... Uh, <laughs> what, what, what was, did did he already eye. nod off? <laughs> oh, oh, so Stephen Colbert said, like... I don't masturbate to porn. Porn masturbates to me. <laughs> and then after a pause, Joseph Gordon-Levitt said, people all over America masturbate to me. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty good. Very, very nice. That's a good comeback, no pun intended. Yeah. None taken. Yes. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to look that one up. Yep. Unfortunately, it's, I mean, it's a sad time. I mean, it has nothing to do with this, but I, I haven't seen a Colbert episode for a while. And... Uh, mm. It's pretty sad because I missed that show. Yeah. Yeah, he finally won the Emmy this uh, this year. Oh no, I did see that. That was pretty awesome. I, I yeah, think. he uh, the da- he uh, trumped the Daily Show after ten years of straight wins or something. Like that. Finally. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's weird though. Like always losing to the Daily Show, a show that he not only came from but is a writer on the staff of. That yeah. yeah. That just seems weird. But and I mean, I don't. Though. Yeah, yeah. Good for I him. mean, the, the the Colbert Report is just as funny as The Daily Show, yeah, if not if not funnier at times. I would say funnier, mm-hmm. but uh... <laughs> I mean, the, the the quality of the of the show is still yeah. The Colbert Report depends more on him, yeah. on his character though. So maybe from like just a writing standpoint, uh, The Daily Show has to work harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and The Daily Show people. is more of a like it's John Stewart is less of a character than Stephen Colbert's character is. Yeah. So as long as we're doing unrelated topics around the Daily Show, uh, <laughs> if you if you want to turn this off and listen to another podcast, then the uh, <laughs> the the Bugle by John Oliver is really really funny. 
yeah, really funny podcast. So you should listen to that. Uh, John Oliver improvising every week. You just made me spit green tea all over my (laughs) microphone. (laughs) Good thing I have a spit guard. (laughs) But but finish this one first. Then. uh, Oh yeah, there you go. Don't just turn us off because uh, we're all turned on right now. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you should listen to your podcast like you uh, like you watch your porn. Just like boom, one, then another, then another, then another. (laughs) Exactly. So the movie is about porn, by the way. We're not just yeah. right. Yeah, we're trying to today. we're trying to go for uh, for uh, eleven podcasts in one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy with thirty five in one week, but uh, eleven in one day would be pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, you got to break that record. All right. Anyways, uh, it, just in case people are still with us, they haven't all tuned off to go watch the John Oliver thing. Um, <laughs> what do you say we we get into this episode before people just all trail off? All right, let's do it. All right, let's take a listen to the trailer for Don John and then come back and give you guys a review. There's only a few things I really care about in life. My body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, and my porn. My body, my pad, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn. Body, pad, ride, family, church, boys, girl. That's her? That's definitely her. She's a dime. Oh, this girl's more than a dime for all. Oh my god, were you in love with this girl already? I've seen this girl. Oh my god, what's her name? What's her name? Why'd you say yes to me? I'm just gonna have to wait to find out. Alright, I got time. You're cute, I like you. Oh yeah? Yeah. Listen, you wanna know the truth? You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You like movies? I don't watch too many movies. The pretty woman, the pretty man. I mean, they drive off into the sunset. Everyone knows it's fake. I love movies like that, I know. Yeah. But they watch it like it's real life. Baby. What are you doing? I was just reading emails. No, you weren't. She caught me watching porn. That's it? Right? Oh! How do you watch that? How do you watch all the stupid movies that you watch? Movies and porno are different, John. They give awards for movies. They give awards for porn, too. So, it's only a few things I really care about in life. I don't know if I really want a wife and kids. Oh, look what you did. I look like a grandmother. But do I have any grandchildren? If you want to lose yourself, you have to lose yourself in another person. It's a two-way thing. I thought you were different. And maybe it's time to try something new. Okay, so that was a trailer for Don John, a film in which, uh, you know, this guy, uh, he is, uh, you know, he cares a lot about his his body, his pad, his family, uh, banging lots of chicks, and of course, watching lots of porn. And, uh, you know, he finds this, uh, you know, attractive young lady who uh, he's pretty into, you know, she's a dime, he's got a, you know, wants to hook up with her, and uh, turns out she's not so much a fan of guys who watch porn, so... 
you know, obviously weird relationship hijinks are going to ensue here when she finds out that this guy is a super crazy porn addict. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out what happens. But uh, what did you guys think of this film? Uh, Carson, yeah. after you. um i would say uh and i don't know if anyone else would agree with this but uh i would say that this is the best debut from an actor turned writer director who also stars in the film since uh zach braff did it in uh, garden state obviously two different Mm -hmm. films but uh quality wise i think this is uh I mean, it's just a really fun movie, and I think that it speaks volumes to the talent that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has because we saw, or Chris and I saw, a a film about addiction last week (laughs) called Thanks for Sharing that uh, completely missed the boat in terms of uh, nailing the comedy and the drama. Uh, The same addiction, by the way. Yeah, yeah, same addiction, sex addiction. Emphasis on the dick. Yeah, sorry. I I should have pointed that out. Yeah, also about sex addiction. Um, you know, so similar worlds, and uh, while that movie felt like a PSA, this movie feels uh, very natural, and uh, the relationship between uh, JGL and Scarlett Johansson in this movie is very energetic and very uh, organic, as opposed to uh, Mark Ruffalo and Gwyneth Paltrow just kind of flailing around. So uh, <laughs> I think that... Um, yeah, like, I mean, the, the movie as a whole is very snappy, I think, and it's, like, very well put together. I, I, I really like the, uh, like the editing of it all and how things are very repetitive in terms of uh, the character of Don John, his lifestyle. He, you know, he he's, tends to repeat himself a lot, and uh, I think it makes for some interesting uh, visuals and stuff. And for, I, I mean, just pointing that out is because you can tell that there was like a visual effort placed onto this movie. It wasn't just like uh, kind of straightforward. There was definitely some thought into like, we're going to like make a mark visually and show, you know, his lifestyle and him going, you know, to his daily routines and everything. And yeah. uh, so I thought that was really cool. And like, I, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has worked with some, you know, pretty tremendous filmmakers, and I think it's rubbed off on him, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> yeah, <but> pun intended. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, because I, I think, you know, he, he really knows what he's doing here, and, uh, uh, I mean, all the performances are pretty awesome. Like, I, I think this is one of Scarlett Johansson's, like, best performances. I mean, I, I usually think she's great but like this was just like a role that she really got to dig in and like seeing tony danza again uh angels in the outfield reunion i mean that was pretty (laughs) awesome so and he his character was pretty hilarious and uh i also got to give props to brie larson for uh just showing up just showing up (laughs) when you see the movie you'll you'll realize how hilarious uh her performance is you know, you know, it's funny, just yeah. s- speaking of her real fast, just cutting in, uh, you know, like, she spends most of the film not talking, and, like, right during the film, where I, like, I in my head, I'm like, really? They're just gonna have her in this movie for absolutely nothing? And then she starts to speak, like, as soon as I have that thought in my I, head. She essentially is the silent Bob of this film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and she, but, but, like... It's not so much like, hey, like, it's going to be funny if we hire this person to just show up. I mean, part of it was that, I'm sure. But 
uh i mean there's some times when they cut to her and like she just says all she needs to say with like you know her eyes or something like just her facial expressions or something like that so yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty funny what what do you think steven uh yeah so i i will actually say i went in knowing surprisingly little <laughs> about this movie um, <laughs> I I knew it was about uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as, like, a a shore rat in Jersey. Um, I knew that it involved a lot of sex. Like, you know, the name kind of implied, like, a Don Juan uh, parody. But I I did not know really anything else about it. I don't think I ever saw a trailer for it or anything. Um, (laughs) So within the first, like, 30 seconds of the movie, I was pretty... uh, pretty into it excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 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 this movie is a uh, it's tackling porn addiction very 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 bluntly and I, I won't say bluntly meaning like it isn't funny because it's very funny but it also does not it doesn't like use euphemisms or shy away from the fact that this guy is beating off to porn all the time yeah and uh, a lot of the movie centers around that and and what I thought was really interesting about it is, in, in my mind, it started as being kind of more like a sex comedy. Like, look at this guy, like, you know, this dysfunctional guy in a dysfunctional relationship with Scarlett Johansson. Um, and around, like, halfway through the movie, I started realizing, like, despite being really funny, this actually kind of has a lot to say about, like, the problem of, like, an internet society and, like, you know, what what life is like when you can get porn or get anything you want anywhere on demand. Um, so I actually thought it was, like, a pretty smart movie in addition in addition to just being a, a funny one. Um, yeah, I was really impressed, actually, by the directing style and writing. So, right, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did everything. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like Carson said, I thought the the editing, like, the, the repetition kind of, the quick cuts, it was a very high-energy film. Uh, a pretty yeah. ballsy one, actually, from, like, a first-time director, right? Like, he did not go, like, a standard template at all for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there there was a big fear of mine that this was going to become, like, a a Jersey Shore parody type thing, right? Like, the the admittedly pretty lame Jersey accents. <laughs> like, like, I thought this movie was all going to be, right, like, just this big parody of that or, like, just satirizing a culture that, like doesn't need to be satirized like we all know it's a ridiculous culture already (laughs) um and i was very glad that the movie didn't just go like the cheap route of making fun of you know of jersey you know jersey people and ending it there like it actually looked into like some pretty serious stuff about like you know sex and intimacy and everything couched beneath all the you know all the humor of course yeah um i mean yeah everyone in this movie too uh, I think I've heard that, like, when a director or when an, uh, an actor becomes a director for the first time, they tend to push very hard for all the characters to do very good acting work, right? Like, they think as an actor, so they kind of write for other actors. Yeah. Um, and I think this movie definitely showed that. Like, everyone that I can think of had a great turn. Like, JGL, obviously. Scarlett Johansson was great. Julianne Moore is always good in everything. Uh Tony Danza, Brie Larson, like, everybody just fit the role perfectly. Uh, 
And I think by, like, halfway through, I forgot that I was watching people completely in characters that are nothing like the actual actors. Uh, like, they really embodied it well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. impressed by this movie. Cool. Yes, it's, it's very insightful, I, I, I will add. I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. Not only to what you said about, like, internet society, but to relationships. Uh, more so than, like, your average romantic comedy or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, so we can, you know, go into more detail later, I guess, about, like, what you liked or didn't like. But overall, I thought it was a very impressive turn, right, for a first-time writer-director. And he packed a lot into 90 minutes. Like, this felt like a this felt like a very complete movie, even though it's the length of, like, Aladdin or something. <laughs> <laughs> Chris... It's very similar to Aladdin 2, actually. I, I hope that's a poster quote. Yeah. I mean, I really like the part where, like, the parrot came and was trying to convince him to sleep with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a Disney movie if Disney movies yes. were about pornography. Yeah. Yes. Instead of just being hidden in that one scene in The Little Mermaid or whatever. Or in The, in the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. The Lion King where it says sex or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what did you think of this movie? All right, so I, I mean, I completely agree with what you guys are talking about as far as, like, the craftsmanship in this film. Like, this is just, uh, like, just, as you said, Stephen, like, from the beginning, as soon as it started, like, I was captivated by it. Like, I was totally drawn in. And even though, as you were saying, like, I, I, I had a little bit of the same worries about it being, like, whole Jersey-style kind of, like, just those personalities and those um, just... Everything about it, like, sort of rubs me the wrong way, but, like, that sort of floated away as this film continued just because I got really into the characters. and You got lost in it. Yeah, I got, like, yeah, I lost myself <laughs> in it as I was watching it. Um, and, like, I really enjoyed watching the film, seeing the performances, and just, like, the little flares that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has thrown in there, too, with, like, just the editing and stuff. Like, you know, like, as we've been joking before, we actually started recording with, like, the boot-up sounds um, of his of his laptop, the every time he uh, we'll say disposes of some tissue in a recycling <laughs> bin, you get the <laughs> yeah. the Mac empty recycling bin sound that goes like a little paper crunch sound. Like, there's little little things. The uh, watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt seduce a girl in a club, like you know, you throw out all the stupid dialogue and stuff, and it's just like quick cuts back and forth to their eyes like watching each other, and then smash cut to like them like making out and then hopping in a cab like it just there's little flares of his storytelling that i just really really loved really really enjoyed um the you know you guys are talking about how it's tackling this this really uh serious subject matter and you know porn addiction and things like that and um i i don't know i there's something about the way that it handled it that i didn't quite not not that I didn't buy it all the way but just like you know he he starts to touch on certain issues of how like you know that that uh, chick flicks are sort of like the anti-porn like they're just mm-hmm. as ridiculous and they're just as um as uh, f- uh, fantastical and and like that the way that a guy might look at at porn um, is just as damaging as the way a woman might look at some new uh, romantic comedy, like a Nicholas Sparks movie or something like that. Like, yeah. and, and, like, there's really one scene where he's like, like, that is the equivalent to porn, don't you get it? And then the film just shies away from that and never really returns to it. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like we were talking about uh, uh, Brie Larson's part and, like, how she speaks to be, like, the silent Bob thing and kind of 
tell the whole moral of, of what's happening and stuff like that. And it's like there's these ideas that is being bring, bringing up within the context of the story that I think are the things that should be focused on and, and kind of like all the interesting dialogue that could come about during the course of this film. It almost feels like are, are left to you, the viewer, to have these discussions after you leave and aren't really tackled by the film itself. Uh, so it's like the, the, there's certain things in the story that kind of left me uh, a wanting because on, on some level it seems like one really surface level girl who Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like really wants to be with doesn't like that he's into porn and there's never really a a discussion between the characters over why that is and, and, and why that could be damaging. and, yeah, and though, though I think... Th- maybe in a storytelling standpoint it would be nice to have that but in a character standpoint i think it fits her completely well right that she just yeah. has rules and things that like no no man of mine is going to do that uh and not have a dialogue about it no yeah yeah from from a character standpoint i t- i totally get that and and I, I agree with you completely and even the things that i i think i'm missing from the relationship are handled like that's why julian moore is in this film because yes. she facilitates that discussion on on his part but really he has all this growth completely unrelated to his like he has a lot of growth in this movie (laughs) (laughs) repeatedly every single day yes um but no like 11 times all of his non-sexual growth that takes place in this film well i guess it's still technically sexual growth but basically the, the the film is less about is porn itself dangerous and more about whether uh whether connecting with somebody in something other than physicalness is 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 as important as the physical connectivity between two people like i, I don't i'm not I feel like i'm not phrasing this correctly like it it seems like all the things that this film should be touching it is touching but it's not doing it uh it's skipping all the space. foreplay <laughs> it, yes. it's just going straight to like i'm gonna touch these issues real fast and then mm-hmm. like you know wham bam i'm done and then i'll go on to the next thing like it, it doesn't feel um doesn't feel like the themes that it's trying to do are being explored as much as they possibly could. Uh, right. I, I mean, I, I can agree with that. I felt, and, and at first I actually thought that we felt completely opposite, but I think it's maybe the same thing. I kind of felt like when it did touch these themes, it was too on the nose about it, right? Like it would be two people going out and having a conversation. Like if you think about it, you know, chick flicks are just as one-sided as porn like they literally just have that conversation but it's not even um, a conversation it's, it's an argument that they're having and he screams it like that's just as bad yeah. as that stuff you know like there's yeah. no there's no discussion about it yeah yeah they didn't so so i did feel like he could have been more maybe more subtle about it which would have meant filling more of the movie with hints at that kind of theme instead of kind of dumping it out in the last 20 minutes of the movie yeah yeah yeah, which I don't know could have slowed it down some, or mm. could have taken away from its uh, its fast pacedness. I don't know. Yeah, because but another I, I, another aspect of this movie is it kind of feels pent up, right? Like it's like very, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's he's like angry and energetic all the time. Um, yeah, and yeah. the editing of the movie is the same way. So I think maybe like it had to take the first hour to just go through the motions and show like his repetitive lifestyle before it could actually like slow down and have a conversation. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's true. I just, I feel like the, 
like like clearly obviously Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing a dude who is you know sort of a sleazeball he's just going to the club every night trying to bang as many chicks as he can and um when does he work as a bartender by the way <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they really never showed that. him well they I, never showed him working I think I mean, he's he, got a nice pad like he <laughs> yeah he must make money I, th- I think the bartending he's doing is t- tending to the girls at the bar. <laughs> oh, <right>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like it, it's I don't know it it, it like obviously in um, in thanks for sharing th- these are all characters who are self proclaimed sex addicts like they are people who or some of them are court proclaimed sex addicts but <laughs> they are all going to sex addicts anonymous or whatever they're going to and they're trying to deal with this thing and this is this is just a dude who like loves you know, banging chicks, and is, I mean, he's he's addicted to porn, but he's really just trying to achieve this, like, it doesn't handle, like, the film isn't purposely trying to handle it from the addict's standpoint, and more trying to show this disconnect between the relationship he's trying to form and possibly the relationship he's actually looking for, and it, I don't know, it, it, just, it seems like it's covering a lot of different ground without specifically staying in one territory to handle the issue from one direction, and that kind of... Uh, I don't know, it doesn't run me the wrong way. It's just I feel like it's such a well-made film that I wanted it to. Be, I wanted it to be more poignant and something that I felt accomplished more than it than just being a really well-made and really entertaining film. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I. I mean. I. I. Yeah. I, I feel similar. I think I wanted it to. It did make clear what its themes were. Um, but I did not feel like the whole movie was building towards that the way that it should have. Yeah. I will disagree. I felt like it definitely felt like uh, seeing things from an addict standpoint. I mean, when when you're sitting in class looking at porn on a like cell phone, <laughs> like that's pretty. I, I, <laughs> that's he pretty bad. Pretty pretty low. I don't think it's all just about comparing porn to his real life relationships. I mean, there's very clearly a. Uh, a damaging addiction whether or not he fills that with a person uh and i definitely felt that i mean i a lot of this movie was cringeworthy to me in a good way i mean you know you're supposed to feel feel bad for this guy yeah um, no I, I i i agree but i think that what uh, uh, dang it I, i'm trying i'm trying to find the words to say this like i feel that I think you kind of said it when you were just kind of refuting what I was saying. It's like like he is trying to fill something in his life, and the only thing he thinks fills that is porn. So mm-hmm. it's like he is – it's not that he's addicted to porn. It's that he is searching for this hole to be filled, so to speak, yeah. and porn facilitates that. And obviously, if he can find something else, it would automatically – like. But I, I, don't, I don't think – even if he did find something else, I don't think 35 times a week is – normal right like yeah that, that isn't an healthy yeah that isn't healthy yeah yeah it's it's <sighs> but but no i i get what you're saying I, it, the themes of the movie are definitely saying why things like pornography or i mean you know it takes a step back from that like it has a you know like a carl's jr commercial in it which is a real carl's jr commercial actually they didn't like make that up for the movie <laughs> um <laughs> and steven would know and the chick flicks too i I mean i think it was saying how like passive entertainment in general can be very damaging when you have to go into the real world and interact with human beings who have you know problems and you know likes and dislikes yeah i i I guess my thing is like the like he's totally fine 
watching as much porn as he does, right? There, there's no, like, towards the beginning of the film. The only time he questions whether that's okay is when this dime that he's into is is rejecting him simply because of, of it. So like, there, there's no, right. like, if you look, if you go back to Thanks for Sharing, all the characters in that film agree that what they're doing is wrong and they're trying to overcome it. In this film, he doesn't see a problem with it and it's not that he's in denial he just doesn't care and even after he meets the girl it's not like shit she's right i really have to fix this about myself so i can be with her it's that it's it's him going like why why the f does this matter like i don't care like the priest doesn't care that i'm confessing to every week like what what's the big deal like there's no i think you'll agree though that by the end of the movie he does see a problem with it right yeah if not with what he's doing then with the fact that he can't stop doing it but, but, but there's I, definitely a moment where he realizes that and right like that's why he feels so good in confession when he's you know finally getting over it yeah but but there's definitely spoiler, a revel- there's definitely spoiler a revelation warning, there i i don't yeah. think there are too many spoilers in this movie like the movie's no, more about I the mean, ride than about uh right yeah. i mean i think the story itself is pretty straightforward it's just mm-hmm. the way that it's presented is what's uh you know unique about it yeah. It's so it's sort of like a you know like a drive standpoint where like the story of drive has been done a thousand times before. It's just the way it's executed mm-hmm. is what makes it different. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't so know. I think I think one reason that maybe I like imbibed this movie with more meaning than it should have is it not that long ago I was having a conversation with some people up around Stanford. You know, <laughs> even we talk about porn. Um, (laughs) and anyway so you know like growing up in a like you know christian background that kind of thing it's always wrong just because it's wrong right like you don't need to ask why like like it's very clearly just a bad thing and then like when you you know growing up and meeting other people that obviously don't share that background it's been very interesting to see how like i don't know we we had a lot of conversations about why exactly it is bad and damaging even if you don't subscribe to any moral um any moral compass around that and i think what what everyone kind of hit on is what was damaging is that that ability to just go click 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 like next 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 uh, you know self-serving and, and so i kind of went into this movie like having gotten out of that conversation not long ago at all and the moment it started portraying joseph gordon levitt you know doing the things that he's doing it felt like a condemnation to me more than maybe it actually was uh, be, because I had already been thinking about uh, about why that kind of lifestyle would be so damaging. Yeah. So I might be bringing baggage into this. Not, not <laughs> well, that, personal baggage, I, but conversational baggage. Yes. But I mean, I completely agree with like all the, the things that, uh, that you've said, Steven, and like what the movie is, you know, obviously saying, I mean, I think, I think that the, the idea that porn is in a way just as damaging as, you know, uh, girls watching romantic comedies. Uh, I mean, yeah, they have an argument about it kind of toward the end of the movie. But I think that that idea, that theme is there all is like running through the movie. Like one, mm-hmm. once they, you know, establish that uh, Scarlett Johansson's character is really into romantic movies... Um, you know, I think it's there. Like, I think that they don't hit it, you know, hit the nail on the head and it's not, you know, people, I I think if people were talking about it, just like point blank more so, 
I think it would have been detracting, really. I think that's what mm. made Thanks for Sharing uh, so detrimental was because that like everyone was just talking about, you know, the addiction and this is what, you know, oh, this is so bad. And everyone was just talking about it. So that's why, you know, like I said, that movie felt very much like a PSA, whereas this, I think, is handled a lot, you know, more deftly because they're not coming out and being like, oh, here it is, you know. Yeah, and so, and, yeah. and like I, obviously, since one of the like, uh, we've talked on the show many times about uh, about my take on chick flicks and Nicholas Sparks things and and how damaging right. that can be. So obviously, I entered into this with somewhat of baggage of my own, and right. watching watching the film, like, like it's not that I needed more of that kind of conversation, um, but it's like for me, I mean, I'll just come out and say this, like. Scarlett Johansson is a bitch in this film. Like, she yes. is not healthy in any stance of what a relationship should be. She is a terrible mm-hmm. human being. Yes. Right. And the, Especially that scene in the, like, department store. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Like, oh, that, that was so I, cringeworthy. I, that was bad. I hated her from the moment, like, she actually decides to go on a date with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it got to the department store scene, I was just like... Like I wanted, like I was that guy in the theater that wants to like take the drink that he didn't order and just throw it at the screen because like she was really just infuriating me. And it's like watching this guy deal with something that he hasn't had a problem with before, or he had a problem with it before, but he didn't like consider it a problem. And then wanting to fix that problem for completely the wrong reasons to be with somebody who doesn't deserve him, doesn't deserve anybody because she's a terrible Mm -hmm. bitch. Like there's. There's this weird disconnect of, like, the story isn't about him overcoming this sickness or this addiction. It's about him, like, learning that, not that he doesn't need porn, but that, like, oh, wait, this other stuff is way better than porn. Like, there's never a... Right, but but remember that the whole reason he goes on a date with her is because he feels like there is something missing in porn and maybe he can find it in a person if he invests in them right if he uh, finds so, the per- if he finds the perfect dime so so I, he I kinda... he was already putting that on the back burner before she expressed a problem with it right yeah. like he didn't start again until you know as far as i can tell until the Actually, no. I guess he did it every day. He no, yeah. Later. Like he, I, I, I disagree with that statement because I, I don't think. Yeah, he did it without her knowledge. I, I right. think, I think his intention was to always bang hotter and hotter chicks, and that was just the hottest chick that he saw, regardless of whether or not he thought he could have a future with her or anything like that. I don't think he ever, for once, even turned the other way from porn when he met her, because his whole thing is that like, hey, chicks are awesome. Um, and I would love to bang chicks constantly, but there's always one piece of the puzzle that is missing, and like, there's never an expectation that any of that will be completely uh, fulfilled. And I mean, there's even the right. scene where he's, um, where like the the first night that he actually engages in coitus with uh with uh Scarlett Johansson, like he's like mm-hmm. he's like you know tits great, ass great, and he's going through his checklist, the things that he always compares porn to women at. And then when he gets to that other one, he's like, ah, a girl this hot doesn't need to do this. Like, yeah. the, like I think he was well aware that he still wasn't going to reach. That. I don't think he was. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever in his head that he'll one day surpass porn by finding a girl that's that that is that awesome. I think it was always like, I, I this thing on the side needs to be fulfilled. Like, I, it, it, right. Okay, so his journey is definitely a little roundabout, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I can buy that. 
it, it just feels to me that like the the end the end location of where he arrives by the end of the film has nothing to do with Scarlett Johansson, that relationship or his family or his friends or his church or his pad or any, like nothing about his character relates at all to the journey that he takes other than Julianne Moore. Well, so I might disagree though, because I mean, yeah, Scarlett Johansson is a terrible I think she's, person. She's a learning movie. experience for him. Really? Yeah. So, so she is the dime, right? 10 out of 10. Like that's the whole point is you can't get any better than that. Yeah. And I think when he finds that even she doesn't she still doesn't get as good as porn. Yeah. So Plus so maybe toxic. maybe his maybe his character yet hasn't decided, wow, there's a real problem here. Um cuz he thinks he can just do both. But I think at, at least in terms of realizing that you are not going to find a person who's as good as porn if you are just looking at them as, you know, tits check as check uh and i think that i think that is touched upon like like by the time he is meeting julianne moore and having these conversations i think then he can look back at you know it's because he's hit rock bottom right he knows that he can't just find the hottest girl in the club and that that will somehow satisfy something yeah and like even if it doesn't show him like getting depressed and crying or whatever right there's like pent-up anger and frustration while he's dating her there's a lot of anger very clearly like you know punching out windshields and you know shouting in traffic and all the uh yeah yeah. like like very very tense and clearly lacking so i actually feel like she was important like she was showing that what he was looking for as informed by porn is not what would actually replace porn if that makes sense, <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with that. It it it, like Julianne Moore would not be what you're looking for, as informed by by pornography. Yeah, <laughs> she, she yeah she would not be the the girl in the club. No, yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, like what you're saying, the words you're saying are accurate. I just feel that like what Scarlett Johansson represented to Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't compute to the journey he takes. Like it, it was just sort of just. But, I mean, I think she's there purely, like I said, for a learning experience. I mean, her, just because that she doesn't learn that, you know, some of these things that she does are, are potentially toxic to her, I think that's just, we're, we're supposed to, you know, see that, you know, that's her character. And, you know, maybe she'll have her own learning experience some sometime else down the line. But yeah. I think, really, we were supposed to, I mean, that's what I took away from it was just like, wow, this, this person is, uh, you know pretty bitchy and what well, i think i think it's clear from, not good for uh for our protagonist i think it's clear from their meeting up for coffee that she ain't gonna learn no lesson never yeah. no and i mean <laughs> and, she'll, like, and she'll never have to oh yeah she will no, and I, right yeah. and i think there are people like that and I, mm-hmm. she probably i mean i see him every damn weekend on hollywood boulevard stumbling around and it's just like you know i think that she is one of those people yeah. her character is but no, I will – so I will agree with you, Chris, in the way that I don't – I don't feel like this movie was something where everything perfectly fell into place, right? Like where every component is clearly necessary to drive it to the end. Yeah. Uh, I still think it is cohesive and holds up. Like I, I do think that she played a role in his journey, but I don't think 
I, I don't think the way it happened is necessarily, like, the most elegant formulation of it. Yeah. But I, I think that's how, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but I think that's how life is. It doesn't come together <laughs> all all elegantly and, you know, wrapped in a nice bow that Anne Hathaway gives you. I mean, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's messy and, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not always a tissue to clean it up. Well, I, exactly. I, I, well, there you go. Okay, I, I think I, I think I finally, I'm like chewing over as we're talking, and I think, I think my big th- thing is that he never decides that porn is damaging. He just decides that he doesn't need porn anymore. I think that's the distinction mm-hmm. I'm kind of stuck on. Like he, he never, he never uh, agrees that it's bad. He just realizes he doesn't need it anymore. I mean that that may be. Yeah, I'm not. Either, either, I'm not either sure. way, he achieves his goal of getting rid of porn. I think that's ultimately what you know he's trying to do. No, but but it, but it is true. If he's just replacing one addiction with another, then that's maybe not. I mean, sex with a yeah. real person is better than you know <laughs> yeah, simulated true. sex. Yeah, but I mean, he, he what he's searching for the entire film is something to lose himself in it, or something to lose himself in, and. For him, during the course of this film, porn is the thing he loses himself in. And then by the end of the film, he finds something else to lose himself in. Right. And he's like, well, well, I found that thing, so I'm good. I, I can buy that. I, I think we as the audience see him as having hit rock bottom and know that he has to get rid of that. But I'm not sure that his character ever thinks of it that way. Yeah. 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 I, I can agree with you there. I, I, I feel like maybe during some points with Julianne Moore it's hinted at but i i can't actually yeah i can't say that he actually ever feels like it's damaging yeah and, and, and even her her approach to like julianne moore as she approaches him it's more of a like why do you do that stuff's terrible for you it's more like that's just silly like do you mm-hmm. do you listen do you hear yourself like really that's so awesome to you isn't that a yeah. joke like i will say that that's actually how i think this sort of thing would need to be dealt with in in real life you know like like how many people have stopped doing something because everyone reprimanded them that it's terrible for them. Like usually you people stop doing things when they learn that they're above it, right? That it's like yeah, dumb. Yeah. Not not that it's evil, but that it's dumb. That's kind of a Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, not and a fully formed thought, but and I totally <laughs> I totally buy his replacement for it by the end. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally on board with that transformation as it happens. Um but I just he's not he never agrees that there's an issue. He just gets past it without mm-hmm. agreeing it's an issue. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I, I, but I like, like I said, better to have sex with a real person than watch yeah, it I, online. I, I did like how the, uh, the priest that he's confessing to... First of all, I wonder if Catholic confessions are really that way, where you just list off horrible things without ever growing, and they just keep saying, <laughs> like, yeah, ten Hail Marys, ten... Well, ten according Marys. to the movies, yes. I, yes. I, actually, that was... That was another thing. Sorry, just to get in that that kind of bothered mm-hmm. me. Is there's this, there's this almost really like the scene where he thinks he's doing better and yes. he still has to do the same penance for like everything right. that he did. That like this film should partially be about that. Like the fact mm-hmm. that like his you know this Catholic priest guy 
is like no matter what he does, no matter how much he improves, he doesn't get any credit for it. It's just the same bull crap like this many Hail Marys and this many right. Lord's Prayers. Because like, it's just binary. Like, did he do the right thing or not? It has nothing to do with growth or like, is this healthier? Is this better for you? Yeah. Like, it's just th- like, is this a sin or is this not a sin? Yeah. Like, th- there's, there's biting commentary there that mm-hmm. could be explored that isn't explored at all. Like, he doesn't even have a convert. Like, he just gets kind of upset and there's no, like, there's no questioning what he's doing there every week there's no like right. nothing come like i, I think a, a real person who was really struggling through something who really feels the the confession aspect is important to his life and like is like everything is wrapped up about like the fact that this priest every week is absolving him of the sins that he's uh, like committed during the week when, when he reaches that point where he realizes that's bullshit and like the guy the priest isn't really doing anything he's just kind of like oh yeah thanks for telling me and here it goes like i think there might be a little bit of paradigm shift stuff that happens at that moment in time for joseph gordon levitt's character maybe not i mean i for me as soon as you reach that thought of like what's the point of doing this if it's the same no matter how much better i get like i think there's some sort of mm-hmm. like something inside you like snaps at that point and you start to question things and i don't think that his character questions anything other than like as soon as he gets out he's like f this guy and then next scene yeah i I think i gave that a pass only because again bringing in you know personal history that was such like a loaded exchange to me Yeah, yeah yeah like that i didn't even care that they didn't touch on it again i mean that i i just felt like that was a really good observation and it uh yeah, in in my mind, it was okay that they didn't unpack it, even though they clearly could have. I mean, it was a great, it's a really good twist that they didn't explore very much. Yeah. But that's something that I don't think they really needed to go and explore. I mean, the fact that it's there, I think, is enough, really. Yeah, I, I guess I just feel like like to make like when you make a film like this, like I almost want you to be making it for a reason, and when you don't explore certain things that could like be the thesis for your film as a whole, then I wonder what your thesis yeah. is, I guess. If that makes I, sense. I, I do wonder though, if, if I'm, I don't know about you, but for me, I think I would want that explored more because, you know, that was, you know, my upbringing, right? Like junior high, high school, every, everything when you are, you discover the internet and are dealing with this would be these, you know, weekly accountability meetings where it's just yes or no like did i mess up did i not mess up yeah without without ever a feeling of like well yes this is bad but moreover it's juvenile and it's unrealistic and it's stupid and and like you never you never got to that point that like this is bad but not for like different reasons than what you might think yeah Um, yeah and, and and so to me like you know as someone who grew up in that like yeah, hear, hearing a priest just dismiss it as, like, you know, this is just as bad as everything else, 10 Hail Marys. Um, yeah, like, to me, that was very loaded. And, and, you know, to you, too, probably. I'm not sure that the general population, what fraction of viewers of this movie would have wanted to go into that more. And, and I'm sure no one will, but, like, to, I mean, to, I mean, this is going to be a really weird comparison, but hopefully you guys can follow me on the trail. Uh in the beginning of uh, Piranha Three Double D, there there is <laughs> okay. a scene where the, I like where this is going. <laughs> well, no, there's there's a scene where these two characters are in in a van, and uh, you know they're getting ready to uh, have sex, and uh, the girl like claps her hands together, 
and she's knelt down and she goes, please like dear Lord, forgive us for the sins we are about to commit. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's meant as sort of a, a jokey kind of thing where it's like, I, I think there's this aspect of young, young impressionable people who are taught by the church or anybody else that um, any kind of physical interaction or whatever is bad, yet they give them this out of confession or um, like making it right. And that becomes this thing to, it becomes this habitual thing of like, where I can do whatever I want because it's going to get, it's like, there's this thing that I think is okay that the church or some authority figure is telling is not okay. And if I do it, I get in trouble, but they just wipe that away with this magic wand of Hail Marys or whatever the thing is. Um, and there's this idea that like it becomes the point where it's like, well, I can do whatever I want because it's just wiped away afterwards. There's never a there's no continuum anymore. Right. Like there's no motivation. It's just right and wrong. And if you're doing the wrong thing and you realize that like in life, you will do the wrong thing <laughs> over yeah. and over again. Yeah. And then right, you, right, you like it's get... why it's why people that grow up in very, uh, you know, closed environments kind of when they go out to college, they oftentimes become, you know, like ultra reckless right like that's the big stereotype and it's because they never learned why some things are especially bad why some are just stupid how to be moderate about things Uh, yeah and 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 they don't realize that these things that they glamorize because they seem so wrong and so terrible are actually not even as fun maybe as they think it is so they go out and they go crazy because this is their first time without supervision or whatever and then Mm -hmm. they you know die get put in the hospital like all this weird terrible stuff happens to them because they have no exposure to it to realize that it's like everybody everybody before they're old enough to drink is like super stoked about drinking once you're old enough to drink you're like yeah i'm gonna have beer with dinner or like yeah like like getting getting trashed on bud light is like pathetic not cool yeah no exactly (laughs) And, and it's the same – I think it's the same way where there's, like, there's all these forbidden fruits out there that we have, like, they're just beyond our reach. And, you know, as long as nobody knows, we can have some. And then if you, like – I'm not saying give in to all of your, like, desires of that. But, I mean, like, there, there's this point in your life where you realize that, like, yeah, part of the allure of something is that you're told it's wrong and that it's just out yeah. of reach. And um, I don't know. I just there, – there's so – like, the whole reason – I like stories about addiction to anything, not just like sex or porn or whatever, but like you know, alcohol or anything like that is because they're all rooted in some similar thing. And like, I, I just think without acknowledging what the bad thing is of the thing you're trying to overcome, you're not really like overcoming anything like it. it if you don't want to change, but you mimic the behavior of changing, you haven't really stepped over any hurdles. You like, like if, if you are addicted to, say you're addicted to Twinkies, right? You know, like a while back, Twinkies were gone. They weren't making anymore and they were just dead. Like, if you don't eat any more Twinkies after that point, you haven't cured your Twinkie addiction. You've just, you don't have access to Twinkies anymore. So it's like you haven't, you haven't agreed to yourself that they're bad and chosen to avoid them in cases where you could have them. You just don't have access to them anymore. So it's like, I think replacing one thing with another thing without acknowledging that you're doing it on purpose to overcome something you admit is bad. Like, I, I don't know. There's very complex stories going on. And I don't know. Uh, I feel like addicts do that, whether or not they realize it's bad or not, um, or what their, you know, addiction was before. Cause you see like people who were heroin addicts, you know, they feed their addiction with, you know, smoking cigarettes or chewing gum or something like yeah, that. It, something it's else. It's about- not, 
Because, I mean, like, they have the addictive personality, so they kind of have to fill that void with something else. And, you know, if they're filling it with uh, gum or cigarettes, even though cigarettes are still bad for you, I mean, like, it's a hell of a lot better than, you know, shooting heroin. So but I, I guess that's, like, I guess that's kind of what the thing is here. It's like, well, you know, for him, porn is bad. So he might as well get the real thing, but, and that's better. But, but I think, like, if, if, you're, if you are an addict and you're replacing something with something else on purpose, um, it's it's different than if, like, you're like, holy shit, gum is way better than heroin. Like, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> I, I know, but I'm right, just yeah, saying, you're like... you're supposed to hit rock bottom first. I know, but I'm just what I'm saying is that, like, I don't think they're replacing those addictions on purpose because they have to hit rock bottom. Before, you know, they have to have come to the realization that, you know, that's bad. Yeah, it's just not clear that Don John hit rock bottom for him. Like, that he personally felt that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 my, in my opinion, I think that he did come to the realization that it was bad for him. Yeah. They may not have showed it as well in the film, but, I mean, I think it's definitely there that it's, like, he, you know, shouldn't be looking at porn anymore. I mean, uh, I think you you could even take at that At least not broader, 11 times a day. You could even draw more broad, like, character defects of him right it's really that everything he does is just self-serving what motions do i have to get to receive something yeah right like uh like in sex of course with porn uh his relationship to the church too is the same way right like you sit there you say hail mary's you leave there's never any like he's not lost in that either right it's very much a uh i, I don't know I, I i think maybe aside from just porn addiction this movie is more about the difference between taking everything for yourself, me, me, me. And at a certain point, he does feel an emptiness there versus having it be a bi-directional thing, right? Like the give and take of a real relationship or, you know, another very cheesy ending, which I'm glad they didn't go for is, you know, people lose themselves in like, like the church, right? Uh, Yeah. You know, his relationship there, they lose themselves in family and he clearly was very, you know, disconnected from them too. I, I don't know. I, I think he does hit a rock bottom of isolation, but I don't think he ever consciously realizes it. Yeah, and, and, and I think, like, you just hit it just, uh, like, five seconds ago when you said that what this film is really about is uh, one-directional versus bi-directional. And mm-hmm. his his whole journey is it kind of, in a way, has nothing to do with porn or sex. It has to do with connecting with somebody in a way other than fulfilling yourself like trying to fulfill another person and the gratification you get from being a part of a two-part thing and like that sort of develops itself in like the last 15 minutes of the film and is almost not present at all i mean obviously the uh the the little breadcrumbs are all there throughout the film because they are overlapping subject matter but it it kind of especially for him himself like all arises towards the end where he has this like big epiphany that like that's his whole problem in the first place so he kind of just becomes a different person without overcoming the obstacles that were preventing him from becoming like i don't i don't know mm-hmm. it's weird it's i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah we, we probably went far enough down that rabbit trail though yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hopefully people who have already watched it will find this interesting I, I, yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that they will. I mean, that that the yeah. that's that's. I mean, obviously, the fact that we're talking about this the most is the part of the film besides the whole like 
awesome creation of it that like we kind of keyed in on and I think that's that is important that this film wasn't just like yeah it was cool like when he was like banging Scarlett Johansson (laughs) you know what I mean like it we (laughs) dude she was fine (laughs) she was like a dime Uh, so what you're saying is that it's good because it's creating discussion it's not just like you know dude brah chicks (laughs) yeah yeah, pee on yeah stuff. it wasn't just like a sex comedy right it had it had something right. to say yeah, yeah right which again like i said speaks volumes to mr levitt's talent because uh it's a lot i guess you know pun intended deeper than mm-hmm. uh some of your uh standard comedy dramas i guess yeah yeah cool well uh I guess I won't keep <laughs> dragging this out any longer. Um, <laughs> I, I would happily join you, but I, I, I think maybe we should let uh, let other people form their opinions. Yeah, I mean, take that, it offline. Yeah, that's fine. We we can do that. Um, but uh, Carson, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and let everybody know what your verdict is? If you would give this a must see, a recommend with the caveat, a pass with the caveat, uh, wait for rental, or a must avoid. <laughs> I kind of mix those orders up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, must see. I came hard. <laughs> you came. You saw. You conquered. Exactly. <laughs> Steven. I. In in terms of quality, I would have to give it a must see. If we're actually taking it at face value, like it has to be, you know, recommend with a caveat. The caveat being this deals with porn very explicitly. I mean, there are many, many, many cuts of porn. Yeah. Like, it's not particularly hardcore, but it is intense, right? I would not see this as a date movie. I would, would not, not recommend it to your grandma. Yeah, not, no, a, I, I would, not a family I, film. <laughs> I, I would not I would not. Unless your family this. is uh, Don John's family. I would like not that. recommend this if you are going to be shocked by what you see. Yeah. I would recommend it to most teenage boys probably like it's actually probably got a pretty good message for them basically Uh, if you've watched a lot of porn it won't be shocking to you yeah if you've already been ruined at some point in your life then (laughs) you should watch this if if you will be shocked by it i don't think you'll be able to get past that i I don't know if i'd agree that it'd be good for young boys because it may have the exact reverse opposite (laughs) effect Mm. that you hope it was it will um in that it might show young boys who didn't realize how easy it is to find porn online uh, that okay, may- it's really easy. maybe not not young boys <laughs> show, yeah. show it to your son before he goes to college not altar boys <laughs> no, yeah not, exactly not that's boys. not what yeah that's what the priest is there for uh, I, I also don't i i'm not sure what a like female reaction to this movie would be because well, my girlfriend very... my girlfriend loved it so okay cool maybe she just wanted to have sex i don't know because because the insights i mean they touch on scarlett johansson but for the most part it's a very male oriented insight i think and i I would say that on the off chance that uh, you went and saw this with a girl and she completely sides with uh scarlett johansson and everything um, dump her right away and and i'm not (laughs) i'm not talking about the whole porn thing i'm just the other behavior behavior modification aspects of scarlett johansson and her personality um, get the hell out of that situation because yeah, just get far away. Kick that girl to the curb, man. Yeah, the yeah. Jersey curb because she is not. She, she, it's just not a healthy relationship. Um, obviously, it would take. We we could talk for like thirty more minutes about um, yeah, Scarlett Johansson's not... character, but uh, yeah, 
be wary of that. But yeah, I'm yeah. going to give it a uh, reckon with a caveat also. Obviously, like you guys said, this is great filmmaking, um, subject matter, very, very explicit. And um, uh, though I've heard it was somewhat tamed down, um, I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but somebody said that it was edited down a bit to not be as explicit. But I would just say... I, I heard that too, yeah. Yeah, I would just say it's not for the faint of heart. Um, so... Well, I think th- what they did was they edited down the porn clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. That, yeah. That's but but right. I, I will say, even though it's explicit, it is not like it, – it isn't trying to be sexy, really. Like, it becomes sad very quickly. Um, so you're, you're not watching this and being like – I'm completely blanking on the word. Being, like, seduced by the movie, like filmmakers trying to lure you in with – Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, no, it's not, it's, it's, it's not glamorous. It's bland and – brightly lit and fake and uh, it's not glamorous yeah it's not glamorous yeah i mean i i mean that's why to me the movie i mean i'm glad that the movie is the way that it is like i think it needs to be frank brutally frank in order to get its point across because if it was like some pg-13 watered down thing it would be stupid oh yeah it'd be yeah yeah it'd be thanks for sharing <laughs> exactly yeah which was still rated r but felt like it was pg so yeah, yeah but i mean as far as the the yeah like th- this exactly this I isn't mean, that was a watered down take on it for sure this isn't expressly a comedy it just has funny it, like it's more of a drama than it is a comedy but it has comedy stuff in it that there's definitely a lot of comedy allows it, you yeah. to laugh yeah 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 so Cool. Well, that was our overly long discussion of the <laughs> film Don John. Uh, I hope you guys stuck with us and possibly enjoyed our diving into the themes of this film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steven, I think it was before Carson signed on, you were like, oh, I wonder how much we're going to talk about these subjects. And I didn't expect to talk about it for like an extra half an hour. But this is like therapy. It's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let it on. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Steven? Uh, if you want to find me, you can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller. And you should, because listening to podcasts is very one-sided. And <laughs> you, should, you should lose yourself in, uh, in me. That's why. I, that, that's why originally, you know, I used to just listen to podcasts, and then I was like, it's "So it's so one-sided." So I now decided, I talk back to podcasts. Yeah, I, well, yes. no, I started the podcast so that I, that way I could actually have a two-way now three-way relationship yeah. with which um, is very healthy podcasters. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly for sure. All the kids are doing it these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or twittercom slash IRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter to figure out when the episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you know, maybe confess some things to us so that we can reply back and say, you know, 20 Hail Marys and, yeah. you know, whatever, <laughs> Lord's Prayers, then you can do that by sending an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call, calling and leaving a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760 760- five seven five four eight seven nine um oh yeah and if you you know if you do write in and confess anything don't worry we won't put it on the show it'll be just between you and the three of us (laughs) that would be pretty hilarious though if someone actually whether fake or not (laughs) we're gonna get all these emails we'd be like check out check out this video 
<laughs> oh god. That'd be pretty funny uh, though. Although not if they actually mistook this for like an actual like confessional thing. <laughs> uh, that, that podcast no. was just hot, guys. I tuned out a lot of the words, but I mean, uh, yeah. All I heard was confessional, and I just confessed everything on the phone number. <laughs> I realized we should have done the ratings for this film with uh, a number of tissues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one gets four tissues. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Well, I, obviously, I mean, I gave it a must-see. I don't know about you guys. I was fully uh, satisfied. So. <laughs> fully erect. I was fully, I, I was a fully erect, aroused. I was a fully satisfied customer also. So the, the caveats are content-wise, not quality Wait, so are, are you officially going with a, a recommend or a must-see, Steven? Uh, Chris and I are both recommend with a caveat. Oh, okay. Yeah. And anyone, anyone who reads this or listens to this will, uh, will know that... It's must-see on quality, caveat being very obvious content. Yeah. 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 We, Steven and I give it four ruined pairs of jeans, and Carson gives it five. <laughs> I give it five. I'm going all the way. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah involved in me. this threesome. <laughs> and uh, we will catch you guys with our other reviews later. See ya. My pet, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn. My body, my pet, my ride, my family, my church, my boys, my girls, my porn.